This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. All right, next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? Hey, this is Area's owner, and once again, I'm coming from Ashland, Oregon. All right, uh, the Hot Springs Trail. Man, I tell you, um, out of all the trails I've talked about, I've never talked about this trail until now, and I'll be honest with you, man, every time I brought it up, because I brought it up to people, um, it's very intriguing. Like, the, the just the name alone, um, maybe people haven't heard you talk about it on the trail show or, um, you know, other places that you've talked about it. I believe you said you were on the Roots podcast with it, too. Um, um, anyway, it, do you hear that a lot? Are people like the Hot Springs Trail, you know, and th- just the name alone? <laughs> yeah, but, I, you know, I like that. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, well, I, 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 I can I have a, a, a business you know, a business way, which is that I, I don't do any advertising. You know, you're not going to ever f- hear about the Hot Springs Trail on some pop-up Instagram ad or some, you know, Facebook ad. It, you know, that 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 discovery that people have when they hear about it or when they find it, man, that's the magic. You know what I'm saying? You can't replace that. There is something there. It's something a mystical, you know? It's like, yeah, people want to hike it. They don't even know anything about <laughs> it except for those most common words, hot springs trail. It's so there's such common words. Um but yet, you know, they lined up in this in this in this way that is is really mystical and um you know, National Scenic Trail is uh is something that is is beyond um the physical, physical trail, you know, um, it's, it can be an, something that's being defined like a hot springs, but it, it's also about an experience. And, and so when you think hot springs trail, you know, what do you think of? I mean, you're thinking of relaxing you're thinking of, you know, just that, ah, that you feel when you get into the water, but there, there, that's the first reaction that you get. <laughs> and then the second reaction is usually like the reality starts setting in where it's like, well, how are we going to get to these places? You know, and, and that's the adventure. And, and there really is two different adventures here for people. There is the hot springs and then there's uh, all the miles that are in between them. Yeah. So uh, you cut, you start down in California on the coast, uh, what, uh, is there like the Santa Barbara area? Is there any hot springs down there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, um, man, talk about the magic and the synchronicity. You know, when I was coming up with this adventure, originally there was a handful of places that I specifically wanted to visit and I was trying to connect. And, uh, and then, and then it was, you know, as I was filling in the blanks between those places, I started to discover, new areas and sometimes that would divert to trail a little bit over this way or that way to in order to access that place and along this process there was just so many times where there was i swear the trail was already there and so in santa barbara where the trail starts you start on stern's wharf it's um this pier extends out over the ocean and on the end of it they got this really giant compass it's perfect sim- symbology for the for the mission and a nice zero point monument, but it's celebrating the east west coastline that's there in Santa Barbara, and it makes it unique because the sun rises over the ocean and it sets over the ocean. It's always beautiful, and behind the town is this huge escarpment, and that's what you climb up first. And so, like. Just like I was saying a minute ago, the reality sets in. So you're on the beach in the paradise, and you're looking out at the ocean, and it's, you just heard about the Hot Springs Trail, and life is awesome. And then you turn around, and you got this mountain in your face, and now you got to get over this, you know, <laughs> to get to, to get to that hot spring. But the first hot spring is on the near side, 
of the mountain. And, uh, but in order to get to that, you leave the wharf, go down the beach a couple of miles. Wouldn't you know it? You go up hot springs road <laughs> and I, I can't even make this stuff up. You know, it was already there. You go up this and then you go into hot springs Canyon and you go in there and you hit the, uh, cold springs trail that takes you to the first hot springs. And beyond that, man, there's just so many little magical hot spring, related titles and places and as i had mentioned earlier the uh the tehachapi hot springs valley on the pct and hot springs is a is a mystical thing that people are compelled to i think part of the magic about this trail is is that it was built by people who were so compelled to get to these hot springs you know they would just do anything and some of it lined up with other trails like the Lewis and Clark Trail and the Pony Express Trail. And there's a couple of other already uh, designated trails like the Ruby Crest Trail and the Toyabi Crest Trail. Those are both in Nevada. You know, it, it ties into those. It honors those trails. It, it gets you aware, maybe introduces you to those trails. And, uh, and those, those are separate from the hot springs, but they add to the vibe. That's the reality, you know, the part that you're going to be going through in between it. I think we will have, you know, this trail is going to, is going to be different than the hot spring or than the PCT or, uh, any of the triple crown trails is because there are people who are going to only want to go to the hot springs and they're not purists. They're going to hitch, they're going to jump, they're going to skip and that's okay. You know, we just all got to be okay with that because that's their adventure. And there's going to be people who want to go pure, you know, and they want to hike every mile and they want to feel like they really earned their soak, you know, and they might feel cheated. You know, they might show up to the hot spring and the person ahead of them hitchhiked there and is already there waiting and took the last beer. And now you show up and that, that last beer has gone and that person who hitched ahead, they took it. And you know what? You just got to suck it up. Because that's the reality of a multi-sport adventure and the reality of trails in general is that it doesn't matter how many miles you're hiking. You're not more entitled to the trail and the experience of it than anybody else. You know, we're just all out here taking it one step at a time. And hopefully we can just dissolve. You know, hot water is really good at dissolving things. And, and hopefully a lot of the typical stereotypes that I feel like are holding hot – that are holding hikers back from really – really reaching the next level of what's potential, like making the things that Andrew Skirker used to do back in the day, like that's going to be the norm. Like people are just going to be running around Alaska and running across these remote mountain ranges. It's just a normal thing now. Um, and this happens through, through, through people sharing their experience and through people willing to push it to the next level. But at the same time, it's all off at the back of people who are, just out there taking their time and who are just not really looking at this whole picture. They're just out there for the weekend. And if we can all get along, that would be great. So just want to prepare you for that on the hot springs trail, because it's not about being a purist, anything, but the hot springs trail is a great trail. It can be the most purism causing trail at the same time, because not only do you have the purism of the line? You have the purism of the springs. And because a lot of them are resorts and they're out and back hikes, you're going to have people who are skipping and who are not going in. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you didn't really visit the resort because you didn't actually go in, you know, and that kind of it's going to be so hilarious, right, to watch all this. Yeah. You know how you know how the hiker drama goes. Oh, yeah. It's going to be just I mean, this this sets up for people to get real crazy if they want. But I think it's great to. I strive to 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 do both challenges. I try to visit every spring and I try to hike every mile. Well, not hike every mile, but I try to do every mile. And as far as the Hot Springs Trail, what's a beautiful thing about it is the official bike option. And it's not that you have to bike, um, but for me, I just think it's funner, and I like that. I, I appreciate trails that have bike options, like the Colorado Trail and like the Arizona Trail and the Idaho Centennial Trail. You can officially bike those options or those trails. They have um, options around the wilderness areas. I like that. Um, my trail, the Hot Springs Trail, it doesn't have – you can't bike the whole thing, 
in the same way that you can those trails, but it has a, a section in northern Nevada and southern Idaho that you can ride. And I think it makes it easier for people to get across these dry areas. That's where most of the roads are. That's where the longest waterless is. But the crazy thing is, is everybody who's tried the trail so far, I'm the only one who's taken the bike. Everybody else has hiked it. <laughs> so it proves that it can be done. And, um, as we all know, in 2016, when I, you know, Bernie, he walked it as fast as I biked it because I was taking my time so much. And, you know, I'm known to do that. I'm known to, I'm known to take a zero and then blast like a 40. My hiking is so erratic. I never do 20 miles a day, but usually at the end I'll average 20 miles a day. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the High Sierra Hot Springs part of this. So what um, you talk about, I don't know, I guess I guess when you think about the Sierras, you think about the John Muir Trail, you think about the Pacific Crest Trail, or the High Sierra route is, is often talked about too. Uh, now, what are you talking about with the High Sierra Hot Springs Trail? Yeah, it can get confusing with um, High Sierra Trails. Uh, and the reference to to that, but the Hot Springs Trail, the High Sierra Hot Springs Trail, is is not the High Sierra Trail and is not the JMT or the PCT. It, it's its own route. It's much lower. It averages about eight thousand five hundred feet instead oh, okay. of the instead of the ten thousand. You know, it does it does reach. It goes across some passes, but for the most part, the Hot Springs are in about the eight thousand range. So it, you're more so in the drainages. Um, it's a different route. It can be used to make a lot of loops if you did want to use high Sierra trail. Uh, but it would be a new adventure for people who had already hiked those trails or who maybe wanted to, uh, do some of the other high Sierra trails after doing the high Sierra hot springs, you know, they could do the JMT and they could do the high Sierra trail and, and still be on a completely unique adventure. Yeah. Well, uh, what about, uh, is there actual trail there then? Uh, for, oh yeah. Oh, oh okay, yeah. yeah. No, that's all trail. All my trails are trails. They, I follow existing trails through there. Nevada is the only place that doesn't have the trail. And, and it's not like what you, what you think though. Um, you know, it's the same in the very same way that when you first hear hot springs trail, it's like, Oh yeah. You know? And, and then you hear a trail and you're like, Oh no. Uh, but and once you get out there, you're like, Oh yeah, actually this is, this is like, it's unbelievable. Uh, I can't even believe it, but Nevada has this, you know, uh, don't fence me in policy. Uh, their BLM is open. There's a lot of range land. It's just friendly for walking, you know, but there's no trails that are maintained. There's not other people who you're going to find out there other than maybe hunters and occasionally some ranchers. You might meet a sheep herder in these remote ranges but you're not going to really see other hikers but they're super friendly for hiking um as far as you know other places in the country that i've uh hiked off trail like in the shawnee and ohio where off trail means you're going to get poison oak or poison sumac you know or maybe off trail and other places where it means nettles or it means some cactus or it means you know willows and overhead brush that's not the case uh it, the trail is on the hot springs trail usually means shale layers it usually means walking on open ridge tops which uh is it's an amazing thing it doesn't even need to be trail it's so defined and the wild horses they really have filled in a lot of these sections with trails that you would think somebody was out there with a shovel they're, they're so good uh, but then they'll just disappear um and maybe just pick up a hundred yards later it's trailless i can't call it a trail and it doesn't necessarily need a trail crew to go out there and fill in the the little blank it's so it's so obvious and so open and and it adds to the to the wildness i feel like of the trail right now when you're out on those horse trails it's definitely a highlight of the journey um that is is rare to experience on any other trail did you see any horses out there then? Oh, it's yeah, the horses are with you every day through Nevada. As soon as you come out of the Sierra and you cross uh, Hot Creek Valley, all that area with uh, the real famous hot springs, 
which uh, if you want to get down to it, I mean, I think that the Hot Creek area would be an awesome place to have as a preserve if we could fence that off and just not have anybody driving in there and you ha- had to hike to get to those hot springs. That would be really special. I think people are going to that that would be something that we could raise awareness of off of the backbone of the Hot Springs Trail as a National Scenic Trail. We could say, hey, we have this National Scenic Trail. We need to protect this place. Let's fence it off. Nobody's driving in here, but you can hike. You can still visit the springs, of course. And it would just make it a lot better because that place is people are just living there and there's no maximum stay. It's, uh, it, it can be disheartening at the same time. Uh, I don't know. People just be like yogi and they're, they're like, yeah, I don't even need to resupply. I just got resupplied at the hot springs. Cause you know, people are friendly. Everybody shows up. They got their stuff for the weekend. And, and that's uh, in Nevada. Yeah. That's well, that, that hot Creek is in between the Sierra and Nevada. It's when you come out of Mammoth, there's a region. It's real real famous. It, these hot springs are popular. There's, they have the most hashtags. One thing you'll notice is that I don't print or publish a lot of hot spring photos. I think maybe people want that. I'm not sure, but it, you guys can pub- publish as many hot spring photos as you want. But I gen- my policy is not to publish the hot sp- photos of the actual hot springs and really just focus on the places in between them and just leave that sacred and let, you know, you show up if you want without expectations. Um, and that's part of the discovery. But if you want to know, you know, you can just type it up and find a photo. It's not that difficult, but I don't need to be the one providing another photo of all of these places. So I want to have some mystique in there. And, and what's more mystique than, than the wild horses, they are the symbol of that wildness of that freedom. And you're going to have that on the hot springs trail. It's so different than other trails because there's so many options and there's so many different things that you can do that. I really think unless you go pure, unless you're a purist, which means that you do all of the out and backs and that you don't take any of the XC bypasses. That's how the mileage is written. If you do that, that's the only way that two people are going to have the same adventure because as soon as you skip an out and back, as soon as you take an XC bypass, which means a trailless bypass, which usually means taking a road around the mountain so that you don't have to ridge run trailless on the mountain, that's everybody's going to have a different adventure once that, and plus you add in the multi-sport. If you don't take the biking and you don't do the rafting options that are in Idaho, um, it starts to just every no two people are going to have the same adventure except for the purists six moon designs uh picked up a lunar solo tent really excited about this uh, i want you guys to go over to six moon designs.com that's uh, all one word of course six moon designs so there's an s on the end there.com um i picked up the lunar solo 200 bucks it's only 26 ounces uh, listed on their on their website there. Uh, I'm excited about this. I, I fit no problem in this thing. I've always been kind of weary of uh, solo type tents because um, I'm a big hiker. I'm, I'm 6'4", very wide, and there's plenty of room. I could easily squeeze one of my kids in there with me, and, and the vestibule is huge too. If, uh, you know, if you hike with a dog and you've got a pad for the dog, whatever, it could easily sleep under this uh, vestibule with your pack and everything out there. Um, boots or whatever you got going on. Um, anyway, yeah, so don't worry about that. It's also, uh, I've always been a little weary of uh, single wall tents, but this has, uh, you know, sort of the mesh, the, the, the mosquito netting, uh, about six inches, and, and then six inches of a bathtub floor as well with a, the with a bottom. So it's sort of like a tarp, but um, it, it sets up as one tent. Anyway, go over there. There's plenty of videos and stuff on the website, sixmoondesigns.com. What about the Um, well, tons of people have as far as the little individual sections and pieces, because like I said, these things are existing little journeys and little micro journeys within it, like the Toyabi Crest Trail and the Ruby Crest Trail and certain sections of the Idaho Centennial Trail. You'll be following paths that a lot of people have historically followed. Uh, some of the ridge running in Nevada, you know, I might, you know, I'm not saying that I'm the only one out there because I know there's other people, Dirtmonger and these other people who are running around on these mountains and I've met sheep herders out there. But when I was in Eureka and I was asking all the locals at the store and 
this gas stations and stuff like that. If I could, if anybody had been up to the mountain, I couldn't find anybody who had. Um, and that's just, the, and that's their backyard. That's the peak you're looking at pretty much when you're in town. And, but it's trailless, it's wild. Nobody goes up there. But everybody who has tried to do my trail, which I think this is really the most noteworthy thing, is that they've succeeded in their journey. You know, they may have to take a little alternate here and there to make it through, you know, as fires and things happen. But it has a, 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 a four for five track record right now. So five people have tried to go border to border and four people have made it. And that's not including myself. And, you know, it's not about making making it end to end. It's just about finding what it is that you're looking for. And uh, the guy who wound up changing his journey for him, he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. And But the Hot Springs Trail he knew was a for sure. And so he just went out on the Hot Springs Trail until he found out what it was that he wanted to do for sure. And then he went over to the Himalaya and crushed like a two-month Himalaya, went up to 16,000 feet and got uh, certified for his medical, uh, wilderness medical, you know, re- first responder and all this stuff. It, it sent him out there into the universe. And so, you know, it's not about finishing the trail. You know, if he would have waited to get done, oh, this is my trail's not, my, my hike's not going to be valid if I don't make it to Canada and he would have missed out on all that stuff. Like that would have really sucked. Uh, you know, so it's it just, you just have to be a purist to your own standards of what your goals are, what you're trying to get out of the trail. And, and I think that, but, but that's a really good ratio because the, the other people who have made it, like I say, and this is a 2,400 mile journey. It's a four month journey. There's a lot that could happen. There's a lot of different landscapes. You're going from the tropical jungle essentially down in Santa Barbara to the high Sierra, which we all know is just um, like a moonscape. And then you're going across Nevada, which despite what people think is, is uh, really beautiful when you're up on these ranges. And, and I'm not trying to say it's lush, but it's not the desert that I think of, you know, it's not like a death Valley desert. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty friendly really. And then you go up into Idaho, you got the rainforest, you got to start watching out for hypothermia and, you know, looking at the weather and things like that. And if you can make it through all that kind of stuff, it's props to you. And, um, yeah, so the fact that it's able to do this at such a a young age, as far as the trail goes without a lot of, um, third party improvement, I would say, um, no grants, you know, no massive trail work projects, um, at least not on my dollar, but I know that it happens and I want to give a shout out to Los Padres Forest Association because this past year, uh, if you may or may not have heard this uh, Thomas fire that was down in Santa Barbara, it just decimated some stuff and people's houses and forget about the trail. Um, but they're out there now, the fires, you know, has done its damage and so now they're repairing the trails. They, they went out last weekend and repaired the part of the hot springs trail that leaves Santa Barbara. So you're going to be good to go this year. We got 2018 is looking smooth on the trail. The guidebook is loaded with information from these other four hikers who gave me suggestions and gave me ideas. I even altered the route in a few places based on their suggestions. All these things can be found on my website in the updates page. And as the years go on, this is what I envision, you know, as, as people, people may, helping to make the trail better, you know, like, I'm not trying to say it's done. It's done that you can go, but I'm not trying to say it's done, you know, that I don't think it could get better. Cause I think that, you know, there's things that I just don't see that you'll see. And, and then when we add that to the mix, by the time the trail gets a little bit more mature it's it's not just going to be friendlier, but it'll be it'll be uh, more customized to to the long distance hiker. Yeah, like you said, you altered it, you know, with some suggestions from other people already. Um, so right now, it's ba- it's basically like a two thousand four hundred twenty one mile trip. Is that right? Yeah, if you do the whole thing as one go from Santa Barbara to Canada. Yeah, so that's good. Um, 
and and then it ends in uh, at Priest Falls. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. You know, just like any hot spring soak should end, a uh, cold plunge. Got to have that cold plunge. So. <laughs> It's not just about getting to Canada. Just so happens to be that there's a nice cold plunge there and a really scenic waterfall. So why not? You know, it is uh, about 200 miles or so from the final hot spring until you get to Canada, um, and you just strictly follow the Idaho Centennial Trail for that section. Uh, but I would recommend continuing from the last hot spring to Canada. You know, to go ahead and and finish it get to the border and take that cold plunge. And it's just a more proper ending than, than, you know, the the hot springs trail has some surprises like that. It's not as obvious as, you know, like it has a trail, but then it doesn't have a trail or it's, it's a trail, but it doesn't have a trail and it's hot springs, but it, it's from the beach to a cold waterfall and, you know, I think the Sobo is going to be really cool because I would love to start out with that cold plunge in Canada and then do a southbound hike and go through the Sierra in the fall time and wind up on the beach at the end. I think that that would be a cool way to end a trail to come over that final cliff on that escarpment that I was talking about and actually look down on the end and be like, Oh, you know, (laughs) Oh, and then just down to that compass and everything and hot springs road just parading you in ah it's a pretty lonely end in canada that waterfall is is is, it's near a dirt road it's a couple miles from a dirt road but it's uh maybe 15 miles from the nearest paved road it's it's really remote people do visit it it's a popular place but it's a completely different vibe than than santa barbara oh yeah but well um you talked about uh uh, the siskiyou uh, peaks trail you had mentioned that you had hiked that one twice. Uh, it's a lot shorter, 448 miles. Um, that's a cool book, too. Uh, but but what I was wondering is that with the Hot Springs Trail, uh, looking at this um, huge book, you've got so much in it um, for the hikers to uh, basically uh, dive in and figure out what they want to do with the trail. Um, have you hiked it twice, or do you plan on hiking it again now that you're describing it going north to south? Yeah, it's hard to, you know, you get into that purism and that kind of through hiking terminology. But so in the designing of the Hot Springs Trail, there was a lot of it that I hiked in in sections. And then I came back and then I did what are considered the four main sections, the Coast Connect, the High Sierra, Nevada and Idaho. I did those as their own journey. And then I came back again and did it as a, con- a continuous through hike. But the evolution, and then I've done parts of it since then, but the evolution of it has, it, it's not always been the same trail. It's actually changed quite a bit. Even the, even the hot springs that are included on it. I think when I first published it, it only had 82 hot spring areas. Now it visits 100 it didn't have the multi-sport options until just last year, and now it has the mountain biking and the the two rafting options. Um, so it it's going to continue to evolve. I like that. And you mentioned uh, earlier you were talking about how oh well, um, certain people in the hiking community can be very stern about oh well you didn't through hike or you didn't blah blah you didn't do it my way you didn't you know take whatever um i like the the kind of the culture you're creating with this trail because of that um you're you're adding in those rafting you're adding in some biking if they you know to choose and the x and yeah and the xc because the xc detours are going to really um really set some differences you know because the thing is is that i want you know uh, in an ideal world, I'd love it if you would try the XC before you bypass it, you know, because you might be able to make it. You know, it might not be as scary as you think it's going to be. It's not about, oh, it's are we going to go up 3,000 feet just to go back down 3,000 feet? And you're not missing any hot springs if you take the, you know, the XC bypass, if you just take the dirt road. 
but it's just not the challenge. It's not going to get you into that emotional state. And the emotional state that really what I want is that little bit of fear. It's okay. You know, like, why does he need to have a bypass? Holy smokes, there must be something here. It almost highlights it a little bit more. You know, it gives it a little bit more edge. And so there's, there's even if you don't need it, <clears throat> but it's cool. So then you come into this thing and you're not sure, you're not wondering. You know, these are the precursor hormones. This is your interpretation. That's uh, the, 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 the byproducts of your interpretation. And then you go into the challenge and you overcome it. And not only do you overcome it, but like you surpass your expectations, which is really cool. And so then you're flooded with this post experience that I believe mixes with the pre-experience, those little precursor fear hormones. And then you do that again and again. And now what used to be a challenge for you is now normal. And now you look at a mountain and you're like, oh, yeah, like I can get up that mountain, you know, because you've done it before. And so initiating the challenge, publishing this trail, you know, breaking it up into these ways where you can have different adventures, um, it offers more opportunity to have that challenge. But I think that it's important to face the challenge, um, you know, and at least at least go for it before just bailing out, you know, before just skipping ahead. And, and even one step further than having the XC bypasses is that on my trail in that guidebook, you'll notice that there's a handful of times where you can literally just, it tells you where to t get on the public transportation and like avoid the road sections and avoid maybe some of the more drier, more difficult sections, uh, like a bigger bypass, not an XC bypass, but a straight up like section bypass that you can get on a bus or easily some, um, you know, hitch in or public transportation to get a, to get around it like a Uber specifically, um, which is, was a buck 30, buck 30. I'm going to shout out to that guy. He, he donated so much to the trail and, um, yeah, you, you, you get to these spots and you can just call up an Uber and, you know, get a ride right to the grocery store. It's great. So those are in the guidebook. That's the benefits of the modern day technology. You know, you got to stay up. But, you know, I mean, I'd appreciate feedback as far as a GPS app and what people think about that, because I do get mixed. You know, some people want a GPS app. Some people want it, don't want it. You know, like I've actually gotten people who say, we're glad that you don't have a GPS app because we want a trail that's wild. And I'm like, huh, you know what? <laughs> the only reason that I was trying to make a GPS app was for you guys. I don't need it. I don't use it. I'm not a GPS kind of a person. I appreciate the challenge of map and compass and I can understand how to map read and the landscape and you just don't need it for this trail. I feel like it, the, the hot springs trail follows the path of least resistance. And so if you find yourself stuck in a box or, you know, you're, you're, you're scrambling something that's too crazy, you're, you're not on the route and I don't think you need GPS to figure that out. Sometimes you just have to stay on the trail, stay on the dirt road, stay on the ridge line. You know, what happens is that people, they get out there and they want to cut a corner. They want to cut a switchback. They want to try to do their own little thing. And the thing is, is that sometimes this doesn't favor you because there's a reason why the trail goes the way it does is because some of these areas, some of these areas are friendly to cross country through, but some of these areas aren't. And it's worth it to just take the dirt road and go around them than to try to cross country through them. And so people want to try to avoid the road. They want to save a couple miles. And so they try to cross country. And then that's where the problems happen. That's where people's backpacks get ripped up from the branches. That's where people get the poison oak. And that's where they're all burred up. And uh, yeah, I mean, it takes more. You're sweating more. It's like you get to reach the other end. Now you're all dirty. It's like now you, you're all salty and dehydrated and the person who had to go longer and who went around the dirt road, they barely broke a sweat and they're already gone because it didn't take them that long. You know, the, the mile an hour average and you do the math, you know, yep. it's, uh, you just got to follow that guidebook and understand that the reason that it tells you to go to the places that it does is for a reason. And, and sometimes it's not always the most direct line. Um, but like, like water, it's going to follow the, the path of least resistance. Yeah, that's good. And um, and you can pick up that guidebook real easily. Just go to uh, thewholefoodhiker.com, and you're going to find uh, that plus uh, his other books right there, uh, Siskiyou Peaks Trail and his adventures book. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up 
was uh, I wanted to ask actually. You had told me that uh, Whitney Allgood LaRufa said that uh, this was one of the most entertaining presentations we've had, and he's talking about, uh, I would assume, at an All the West event, you must have given him a presentation. Can you explain why it was so entertaining? Why would the Hot Springs be so entertaining to this group of uh, you know, long-distance hikers? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I've never thought about this because nobody, I guess, has ever asked me this. But what the first thing that comes to mind is, have you seen this recent meme thing that's going on that um, where there's like somebody drowning or they're getting eaten up by sharks and like instead of helping, everybody's got their cell phone out and they're taking selfies? Yeah, yeah. I think it was entertaining like in that sense. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it wasn't so much entertaining like that. It was like the best jokes or that it was, you know, that I was doing some unique dance or anything like that. I think it was just entertaining that it was like I put it out there. The 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 sharks, you know, that attacked me when I decided to publish it as a national scenic trail. I, I told the story about, you know, the vultures that ate me down to the bone when I decided to get certified as a nutritionist and start speaking as a whole food hiker. Um, I told the story about these people who were really close in my life, who I even lived with, who just completely just not supported the mission when, when it happened, you know, and, and that was the story that I brought. Um, about the things that I had to go through in order to get the Hot Springs Trail to be a published book that you can hold in your hand and you can go follow and do for yourself and and know that you have a path that's trusted and people have made it through and and you know that the logistics are there and everything you need and and <clears throat> yeah it's uh, and I think that they were expecting. And this is where entertainment really comes in because you don't get what you expect. I think a lot of people had just expected to get the dry data to get like, here's what you get in the tropical area. Here's the high Sierra and here's pictures of Nevada and here's Idaho and here's the hot springs. And I don't even think I had a single picture of a hot spring in there. It's like I'm saying, I don't, I don't do the pictures of the hot springs it's more about the adventure the experience and I, I just keep that part sacred you know that's that's the making love part for me it's like you know i spent a few days at a hot spring and and believe me you know i'm definitely in my birthday suit when i'm hot springing at a lot of these springs like a lot <laughs> of other people are and that's going to be another issue that'll come up you know with people and and this is just a, a fact of life you know we're all born naked and uh we probably ain't all going to die naked, but you know, when we decompose, we'd wind up being naked again. So really it's just your essence. You got to be comfortable with. And I've always had a philosophy ever since I was young. Anyway, it's like the people who aren't comfortable with other people naked, they're just not comfortable with themselves when they're naked. You know what I mean? And it got nothing to do with, it, it never has anything to do with the other people. Like people's interpretation of stuff is really, it's just their own sensitivities. It's just a reflection of their own, inner world it has nothing to do with reality it has nothing to do with the truth of what's possible you know it's just their potential like they may say that mountain is impossible to climb i've never made it i've tried and then you can go out there and do it you know you might be the one who knows the line who can figure it out and i'm all about pushing the the potential and so for me when i was creating the hot springs trail I didn't know about Nevada. These these mountain ranges, I went into it in the same way that you guys are going to go into it. I left that part unexplored until I did the adventure. I knew that I could get to it, and I knew that I could get away from it when I got off of it. But I didn't go out there and hike that part of it beforehand. Like I did the intermediate parts. And so going in with that mind state and then surviving the journey – and adjusting the route based on that experience and then coming back a few times and here and there. And, um, now I'm at the place where I feel like it's a no brainer, you know, but I understand that, you, you know, people still want to understand about the hot springs trail in a, a, a physical way, but 
I feel like that's going to come out in your guys' story. Like, I don't need to be at Alda telling you everything about the trail because that's what you guys are going to do when you get out there and you start blogging and talking about it and journaling. What I wanted to tell was the story of how this thing came to be and what I had to go through. And it was an hour-long presentation. It was the first time I was able to talk about some of the things I had talked about without crying because, like, the vultures and the sharks was very real and... Uh, a learning experience. It's definitely like Phoenix in the fire. You know, you got to either rise from the ashes or you get burned. And the hot springs trail was at situations at times where, you know, I get tested to see how bad it is that I want to do this adventure. You know, life puts these roadblocks, life goes on. I have to still live, even though this trail is, you know, I'm trying to take care of all you guys so that when you go out there, you have good information and, you know, everything's looking good. But I still have to take care of myself. You know, I still got my own life. And so I brought a more of a lot of that energy and what, what, what it's, what it really takes to have this for you guys. But, um, I'm excited to see the trail through you guys' eyes and to hear the stories and to, see you up on diamond peak and following those horses oh man bernie he's a good uh, he was the first guy who hiked the trail this guy bernie kraus in 2016 first civilian to through hike the trail with a uh, non-author uh and he's a photographer really amazing eye and and one thing he told me when we were out there and he, we're in nevada and we're up on these ranges and he's like you know he's like people don't realize how beautiful Nevada is. And he's like, now we got the photos to prove it. Yeah, nice. And, and I haven't even released those photos yet. I've released a few of them. I've got about 150 of them. I'm getting ready to put this video together. It's all with um, really beautiful shots of Bernie's from border to border. Um, none of these have been released. Uh, I'm getting ready to put that together this spring. I think the class of 2018. It's going to be one of those moments where you might not want to watch the video because it could be a little bit too revealing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I have a buddy, Sky Eyes Trex. I appreciate this guy a lot because he's he's already PCT'd. He's already AT'd. Now he's heading out this year to get his triple crown on the CDT. You know what? This guy has not read a single journal, not watched a single video, not read a single blog. All he does is hike and read the, you know, sales ads camp more and sierra trading post and he looks what's on sale you know what i mean he buys gear and sends it back and he's trying it out himself and he crushes the miles and he's having a super fun time and you know he's just doing it his own way one thing i've always liked about long distance hikers is that man you can do it your own way we got gi joe out there we got you know uh Voltron. We got the teams. I really appreciate hiking teams. I would like to see some of that on the Hot Springs Trail. I think so far we've had two couples, so we've only had teams. And then, the, and then the the lone guy who took off to the Himalaya, uh, DJ Freedom Train. Shout out to that guy. Speaking of podcasts, DJ Freedom Train, man, he he deserves some props too because he he does a trail cast. So he's literally out there just walking with his phone. He's recording interviews. And so he released a couple of episodes about his hike when he was on the Hot Springs Trail that are really informative. He, he interviews a local. You know, a lot of people want to know what locals think about the Hot Springs Trail. At least that's what I would want to know. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing for a guy to have an idea. Hey, hikers, come over here and hike this. But it's like, hey, what, what about the people who live here? How do they feel about it? You know, do they want all these hikers showing up? And, you know... You guys are lucky because in during the years of 2009 to 2015, that's what I was doing was I was talking with all these people along here and the trail crews and the post office and the hotels and the restaurants and the resorts and different people in the agencies, the specific agencies, you know, not people in Washington, but like, you know, the Jarbridge Forest District, you know, the actual ranger, the river ranger who runs the, the Jarbridge River. You know, I didn't ask. Idaho fish and game, you know what I mean? I'm super specific about the people who I, who I'm, who I was asking, who are the direct kind of overseers and everybody hundred percent was on board except for a couple who weren't on board. But these happened to be a couple grocery stores, not, not even grocery stores. They're just like roadside markets. And they were like, nah, 
nah, we don't want to be publishing your book. Nah, we don't want hikers sending boxes here. But there was about two dozen other places that were like, heck yeah, publish us in your book. Heck yeah, hikers can send a box here. And they had never had a hiker send a box there. I established these places. You'll see them in the in the guidebook, these resorts. They had never had people who walk <laughs> to get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's magic. I mean, you're going to love it. They, everybody's super friendly. And so if I'm telling you, go to some place, you know, you're going to get a lot of love and that's really cool to know. But so I just brought a lot of those stories, the magic behind it. And hopefully you guys see that even like this episode, you know, you're not going to actually learn anything about the trail from this episode. It is not going to make you more prepared to hike the hot springs trail, but you're going to understand it more. You're going to get the vibe. And you know what? Then when you're out there, you're more in tune with it. You're going to flow through smoother because you're going to understand, oh, path of least resistance. You're right. Oh, it's okay to go a little bit longer because this is going to be a way easier route. You, get, you know, have that trust. And, you know, you know, you know what? I'm going to go for this, this trail, this ridge. I'm not going to take the easy way around. I'm going to actually go for it. And you have all those little experiences that are going to happen into it. And it's like, what a gift to be able to offer that. And just so people are clear too, with the, my whole nutrition thing is, <clears throat> is I don't, I didn't become a nutritionist to have a desk job, you know, to be able to have clients and run a practice. I became a nutritionist that I would be able to sustain my own adventures. And the things that I share beyond that are just my experience and what I think you guys should know based on like what I've been learning. It's not like I'm trying to create a new diet. But I think that the Hot Springs Trail is what would be considered a protocol. Hiking, hot springing, climbing mountains, being out in the sunshine, getting that challenge, having the friendly time, like smiling, meeting people, having the good food. All of those things combined into what's considered a protocol. And that's what you usually would get when you're going through physical therapy or something. They have a little list of exercises you're supposed to do. So if you do the four-month or the five-month protocol, the Hot Springs Trail, you know, ideally, yeah, you should come out pretty healthy, pretty vibing, pretty able to do Hey Duke in Colorado and all these other trails with no problem. I don't know what could be done in first. Buck 30 will say you should do the PCT first. And if you can't do the PCT, then you definitely can't do the Hot Springs Trail. And I would have to say I agree with that. But at the same time, even if you've never done the PCT, I think that you could get on and you could do the Hot Springs Trail because it's not about how many miles you've done. It's about your skill. If you can withstand you know, the beaches of Santa Barbara and you can withstand the heights of the High Sierra and you can withstand the sun of Nevada and you can withstand you know, that rain or that cold of Idaho – that's going to be more in your favor than whether or not you've hiked the PCT or not, you know, and if you can have your nutrition be good and don't be hydrated or lost on the way, you know, at least have a sense of navigation, have good gear, be able to maintain yourself physically health, your health wise. Yeah. I think that you could show up. I did the PCT my first hike. Um, and I think that, its state back then was similar to what my trail is now. You know what I mean? The PCT has had a lot of trail work in the last 10 years, man. It, it, it did not look like it does now in 2006, man. And you, you can ask, I'd like to hear some feedback from some of the old schoolers. Yeah, especially. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I've got a, I got a couple of people I want to interview for that too. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Hiked a long time ago, but, uh, you know, we'll see if they go. I can't talk enough about Waymark Gear Company. Seriously, uh, my daughters still have their packs. We gave away a pack on the show, and I recently met Mark down at PCT Days over the summer. And I just want to say on their website, really easy to find, waymarkgearco.com. Check out their two types of packs. You've got the through, the 38 to 42 liter packs, and then the light uh, 50 liter packs. So uh, the throughs are $210 where they start. And then the 50 liter uh, packs, uh, the kind of the Cadillac of the frameless packs, they start at $260. So go over, check it out. There's all kinds of colors to pick from. Uh, this is just a quick little ad here to uh, you know support the show. At least go over there and follow him on Instagram, uh, Waymark Gear Company. I tell him the Cascade Hiker Podcast sent you. Um, but uh, one question I had um, 
back to the book itself. Um, I'm noticing on your website, the book, the copy I have seems to be like the Bible that has all of them. So you also offer it in the four sections, right? Or the three yeah. sections? Four sections. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Each, I say, uh, yeah, each adventure or uh, the, the Hot Springs Trail has four set parts. And each of those is their own epic adventure with its own guidebook. And it's really just the regional, you know, you got that tropical coast connect trail, you got the high Sierra. We, we all know what that's about. And then the Nevada trail, it's really about the Nevada trail being its own because Nevada does need its, you know, there needs to be a Nevada trail. Nevada is so beautiful. And the fact that the Nevada trail section starts on the highest point in Nevada, the fact that it goes through the geographical center of Nevada, um, the fact that it lines up and ends where the Idaho Centennial Trail starts are, are just really favorable things uh, already with the route and the way that it synchronizes with this arc. Because one thing that you'll notice is that the Hot Springs Trail is, uh, is an arc and so is the Ring of Fire. And those hot springs in, the, in their concentration, they follow that. And, and sure, you know, you got some hot springs out in Arizona and some other places in Oregon and up in the Olympic. But the concentration, you know, I didn't design that trail necessarily to look – I didn't design to look like anything. All I was doing was just going from hot spring to hot spring, and that just happened to be what it looked like when it was done. But you can see how it's arcing and it's heading back over to Alaska. If it were going to go to the next hot spring, it would. If it were going to keep going up, it'd go up through Whitehorse, it'd go over Alaska, and it hit those hot springs. And uh, the Ring of Fire is really cool. So it, it and uh, and then we all know, you know, Johnny Cash and the Burning Ring of Fire and Reno and Nevada. And it, there's just so much magic, so much cross pollination of potential when it comes to the Nevada Trail and uh, those those sunsets that are out there. It's the most beautiful sunsets. Yeah, I like that, man. I, I guess I didn't really catch on to that um, prior to, but yeah, so you've got it kind of divided up into basically four separate trails uh, that mm -hmm. all all encompass the uh, the Hot Springs Trail. So, um, mm -hmm. also, I kind of I didn't want to uh, lead off the leave the conversation without bringing up the uh, the, th the 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 phrase through soaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the that's the uh, that's the progression. Yeah, I like you know? that. Yeah, I mean that but that that could be confused and turned into a purist thing like through hiking. You didn't really through hike. You didn't really through soak cuz you missed this hot spring. They were closed, you know what I mean, the resort. <laughs> um things are things are fluid, you know. There has been opens openings and closures since the Hot Springs Trail has been published. There was a a private um hot spring that was it was on public land or it was on private land but it was open to the public. And then it closed because it was just getting partied out too hard. And so then they uh, fenced it all off. And I think in 2017, they turned it into a resort. And so now you just pay and you can camp. And it's like, whatever, you know, you pay a couple bucks. But now it's actually clean and you can use it. And so they turned it from Matilla Hot Springs, Matilla Ha Hot Springs into uh, Ecotopia Resort. And little things like that are cool. Some of the hot spring places that maybe are closed or not open to the public now, maybe they will be in the future. You know, there's no guarantee that the places that are open now will be open in the future. So it's good to support these resorts when you do go by as a hiker. You know, a lot of them will give you a discount. Uh, they're definitely worth it. Almost all of them will accept resupply packages, which is, you know, just amazing that I got a royal flush through that ask yeah. process. Uh, they were all willing to get published. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, they're a business. But, but you know, I wouldn't say who wouldn't because, again, they might not be like, we don't want all these hikers coming in here, man, you know. They know. Up. And so the fact that they're down to let me do this, I think that that's cool. And that's just a sign. You know, like these are signs that I don't need from Washington. But I think that there are signs that you need to have before you go to Washington. So don't get me wrong. I'm, I think it would be wrong. You know, it's just like how do you approach approach the subject it's like i think the easiest way is to number one just use existing things that fall within the allowance of what a national scenic trail would be and, and number two make sure that it's something that people want you know and then we'll go into the bureaucracy you know but i'm not trying to start the bureaucracy without knowing that people 
are cool with it, you know, or that they really want it because, and a lot of that, you know how it is. They say this all the time. It's almost so cliche. It's like, you know, when I was striving to get the journey built, it's like I was so hungry. And now that the journey's built and the book is published and I've hiked the trail, it's like, I've kind of lost a lot of that fire. It's cool, but it's also like the, the fire of the birth, you know what I mean? Less like a, when you give birth to something like a, I mean, I obviously I can't speak for, for late the ladies, but I can only imagine those nine months of gestation of just like, you know, knowing that something's going on, but not exactly knowing what it is. You know, it's before that book was published, before the route was complete. It's like, I knew something was happening. I knew that there was something going on, but it wasn't, it wasn't done. It was almost five years from when I first started to where the route was complete, where you could hike it in one go, you know, without any private property, without any, um, anything too technical or, or, or too, or too, um, not enjoyable, you know, for lack of better words. So at once it reached that period where people are okay to do it and all this, yeah, so much of that, who I just, it, it's been birthed. Now you're holding the book in your hand. That's the baby right there. And it's, it's changed my, my own fire for it, but it's also freed, freed up some time for me to start thinking about some next things, you know what I mean? And so, um, there's a young lady, Natalie Allen. I know she'd like to know, you know, what's next for me after hiking long trails, after hiking other people's routes, like the Hey Duke and, and then creating my own routes and, you know, getting all the way up to where now I'm creating routes that are on the national scenic trail level. It's like, what's, what's next for me? And, and, and I really think that it's, it's continuing to, to make trails, to make adventure routes, but with this Hot Springs Trail, I really compromised to make it doable for everybody. You know, um, it's it was a very personal journey in 2014 when I first did it. But by the time 2016 and by the time now, 2018, the guidebook that you're going to get now, the trail has been, for lack of better words, watered down to be more friendly for everybody. That's part of those options. You know, the bike bike option makes it more friendly to just blast across Nevada and the whitewater rafting options just makes it more enjoyable to get through those huge wilderness areas. Cause you're getting a catered eight day rafting trip and you don't even have to carry any food. And it just makes, you know, having the XC bypasses, it's not about, you know, the mountain climb. Like what if there's a whiteout or a snowstorm, you know, buck 30, he needed the XC bypass this year because it, it dumped like 18 inches of snow and so they bailed out and it's like, dude, the good thing that that was in there, you know, but at least they had went for it. At least a snowstorm happened, you know what I mean? And it wasn't a, it wasn't just, you know, a rain on their parade, sort of speak when they're just like, oh, we don't know. And they take the low route. Um, nah, it's, uh, it's cool. I think that the trail has that. But so as far as for me, what I want to do though, is not go Andrew Skirka, get flown into Alaska. I'm not trying to do something like that, but I do want to. I do want to up my own physical and see what I'm capable of. You know, I've just been hungry. I don't know. I hear a lot about when people get into their forties, they want to run. I've been feeling that last year. I tried to do the shell trace FKT. I ran my first 45 mile day and then I totally paid for it for a few days yeah. after that. But you know what? I had just spent a couple of two years sitting on my butt publishing that book, all the computer work, making those videos, making that website, making these books, um, all the publishing came at once. All the route finding happened in the early years. That was the fun stuff. Uh, the publishing was the hard work. Um, so once all that was done, you know, I got, I got feeling like I need to get active again. And so I'm looking at the Colorado 14ers through hike and I'd love it if there was a partner out there. Like I, I'd like to find somebody who was willing to shred that trail with me. Um, you know, uh, if you are you familiar with the 14ers through yeah have you heard of that I, I have heard of it um i can't remember who created that so um yeah you just made me brain fart yeah. his name uh special 41 oh yeah uh tra trail co-host uh at the trail show or the yeah the trail show there so special 41 at the trail show he created that and i, I think him and another guy are the only ones who have done it but I've always wanted to do that. I've, I've thought about that years ago when I ran into another guy who, who first gave me the idea, this guy Wasa, 
when I was on my own Colorado trail hike, the story is in the adventure catalog. And, um, he was trying to do the all 14, uh, all 52 fourteeners as a through hike. This was in 2009. And then, uh, but he didn't make it as far as I know, um, in, in that, you know, what we would all consider like the purest through hike, like what, um, special has put together. So special has put together this really convoluted, crazy route. It's like 1200 miles, but it hits all of the 14ers as a single through hike. And I think that that is, uh, I don't know. That's what I want to go for. You know, like I'm just feeling it. I got 11 14ers when I was on my own Colorado trail hike. Ever since then, I've wanted to go back and finish them. I think that that would be a great way. But uh, just to give you a little something exclusive, you want a little, little exclusive bite? Yeah. Just released for the first time, never mentioned. You know what I'm, you know what I'm sitting here working on right now? As we're, as we're talking and as you called me, what's that? I'm working on the Cascade Volcanoes through hike. Really? Yep. From Mount Lassen all the way up into British Columbia, it's looking at this point like it's going to hit about 30 or so volcanoes. It's going to hit some ice caves. It's going to hit some lava fields. It's going to hit a bunch of domes and cinder cones and crater lakes and uh, different springs and. Yeah, it's going to be pretty wild. I don't know if it's going to work out. I'm just mapping it out. I'm just figuring it out, but it's on the horizon. I think um, Cascade Volcanoes through hike. I, I looked it up. It's not there. Nobody's done it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I hear I hear people, they, you know, they say things like, you know, there's nothing left. What can we do? It's like, dude, there's plenty left. You know what I mean? You just got to figure it out. I think that themed themed routes are fun, you know, and what I was thinking about, and I just thought of this because... I was thinking about your show and I was like Cascade Hiker Pod and I was thinking, oh yeah, I've done all these Cascade Volcanoes. I figured we would talk about that. You'd want to know, you know, like, oh yeah, Mount Shasta and Mount Hood and Jefferson, all these different peaks that I tried to hike and all the crazy stories. But I was like, nah, dude, I haven't hiked hardly any of the Cascade Volcanoes when I started really looking into it. And then I, the further I started looking into it, I was like, whoa, there's like really something here, man. There is a lot of lava tubes and all these crazy features and they're really concentrated. They, they Right now, they seem to be about 8, 12 miles, maybe 20 miles in between each other. The camp in, the water, everything is looking good so far. I'm a couple hundred miles in the map and the trail, starting to get into the Cascades. Oregon's going to be a breeze because the trails are already there. Northern California is a little bit trickier. Um, and then getting into Washington, that'll be cool. Could you imagine, you know, hiking up Adams and then Rainier and Helens and Baker and... Wow, yeah, that sounds really cool, man. And that would, that would be a cool summer. Yeah. So Cas Cascade Cascade Hiker Podcast inspired that, and that's um, kind of what they call idea sex, you know. So it's like when two things come together. Whole food hiker is kind of like that, you know. You got the hiking aspect, long distance hiking, and then you got the whole food nutrition. And then if you're hiking on whole food nutrition, it's like a whole nother level. And so the Cascade Hiker Podcast, and I was thinking Cascade hiking, right? And then I was thinking the Cascade Volcanoes hiking and then Cascade Volcanoes through hike. And I was like, wow, that would be really cool to hike all of the Cascade. And there literally is a thing. I looked it up. It's on Wikipedia. Um, there is a definitive list of Cascade Volcanoes. And this is important, you know, that things be um, like I, I had mentioned earlier about the art is it's all about the borders and the limitations because – that is a limiting thing. Not any volcano. There's plenty of other volcanoes, but there's only so many cascade volcanoes, you know, and that is an adventure. That's how you make something, you know what I mean? That yeah. can, that people can really, I feel like latch onto. And it's not just a random idea, you know, like let's just go hike this volcano or just like random. Well, I random really like hikes. the idea of the hike and, and I like the idea that the, uh, idea sex breeds the baby, which is the book that's in my hand that create <laughs> become my own child. You know, that's, that's cool, man. I like putting it all together like that. Yeah. And it is important to understand that it, I'm treating, you know, I do see the hot springs trail and, and, um, the Siskiyou peaks trail as like my babies. I do want them to grow up and have a life on their own. I'm not trying to be, um, I'm not trying to have them be my only, you know, I'm not trying to have them be my significant other, if that makes sense. I'm tr I, they're not my wife. They're my kids. You know what I mean? I'm not wife in these things. 
I do love them. I love them to death. Like, you know, you love your kids to death. You do anything for your kids and I will do anything for my kids. But eventually they are going to have to grow up and I do want them to be responsible if they don't take care of themselves that it is, they are going to have to pay consequences. You know what I mean? If people don't show up, the hot springs are going to get overgrown. I'm not out there maintaining these hot springs trails or these hot springs for you guys. You know what I mean? If you show up and there's litter, if you don't clean it up, I mean, that's on you, you know, it's, it, we all have to lend an effort, you know, and this is the thing about was, was ever since I've been hiking trails is I've always been a, a, a mini, mini trail worker, a mini trail. I, I've, I've often thought my trail name should be trail sweeper because I'm always sweeping the trail. You know, I sweep the trail from the little sticks that get in the way and I sweep the trail from the loose rocks that might roll the next guy's ankle. You know, and I sweep away the little branches that might put a little poison oak on your leg. And and occasionally I sweep away the riffraff, you know, that might be littering and, and trying to bug up, you know, trying to make deep hot spring, deep creek hot springs get closed because they're blowing up barbecue tanks. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid to be a trail ambassador. I grew up, you know, watching Clint Eastwood movies, as I was saying earlier. I mean, Charles Bronson, you know, uh, Bruce Lee. These are my mentors. And they stood up for justice, you know, but they weren't out there just causing havoc. They weren't out there just doing damage. And and when it comes to creating a trail and publishing a trail, you got to realize that you could be causing havoc. You could be doing damage. If you tell people to go somewhere, they're going to have an impact, you know. And that's why it's very important for me that I use the existing trails and the existing routes and the existing corridors. And, and that I recommend that you do too, that you don't try to skip and cut a corner and go this other your own way and to try to save a few miles, you know what I mean? Or to try to cut shortcut a climb because then you could be trespassing, man. You could be going into a delicate zone and, and it, and it could, it could, I don't know. It just has an impact on the future because everything right now has been cleared and okay. You know what I mean? And that's good to know. Like all the, all these people, have, have given the green flag for where the route goes. Uh, but I can't co-sign if you're out off trail over here trying to make your own way to, to do a shortcut. Right on, man. Well, that's going to that's gonna wrap it up, man. I really appreciate you coming on the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Yeah, man, thanks. Uh, yeah, let's uh, see the trail through your guys' eyes. Can't wait to see what 2018 brings and uh, keep in touch. Right on, man. Thanks so much. All right. All right. That's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash Cascade Hiker Podcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, Rudy at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at N underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine and sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong. Could never be wrong, could never be wrong. See her laying down in the tall grass Playing mandolin in a white dress I come running when I hear that song It could never be wrong, it could never be wrong Where you wanna run, baby